Any questions before we begin? All right. <clears throat> what is the average weight of a full-grown orangutan male? About 40 pounds. No, it's much bigger, <laughs> much more than that. 42? I'm going to yeah. say like 260. Oh, I'm going to say more than that. More than that? Yeah, I'm going to say three. They're solid, aren't yeah. they? You're going to have to talk yeah. that way. Well, we're not actually talking right now, so it's fine. Hey, Google. I'm just going to... What is the average weight of an adult male orangutan? <laughs> Oh, okay. Whoa. We could just that sounds like me. They're lean. <laughs> <laughs> wow, you're 191? Okay, that's good. I'm about the size of an adult male orangutan. <laughs> <laughs> the average. There's many similarities. Everybody, welcome to another episode of Kentucky Commons Radio Hour, the first episode of 2023. Uh, I am joined today by one David Satterley, John Ronane, and a couple special guests that we'll get here in a second. And I'm Michael Moeller. We're here in Louisville, Kentucky at Brewgrass Homebrew Supply. Uh, we we have some special guests here uh, and some special beers. And if you just like don't want to wait to see who they are, you can actually just check them out on Patreon right now. As we're looking at this video feed, you can just see them before they even talk. And that's patreon.com slash KY Commons. It's $3 a month. That's less than a beer per month that you could be paying for certain content. And and it's a new year, new content. We're going to be doing more stuff this year, I think. So, you know, it's worth checking out. Uh, but before we really truly begin... Uh, David, why don't you introduce our guests? So, uh, I've been very excited about this podcast for a while. It's been a long time in the making, and I'm happy to uh, introduce a one, Andy Cobb, and a two, Erica Azarello. These are the founding members of Butchertown Brewing Company, uh, located in Butchertown, in Melwood Art Center. And we've got Andy, who's the brewer co-founder, and Erica, who's the director of operations and creative services. That is correct. Okay, good. Got nailed that. <laughs> I was so worried. <laughs> but uh, thank you guys for coming on. Thanks for having us. Thanks for having us. Cool. Very interested in what you guys have coming up. No, 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 no. no, no this is our podcast. No, we're <laughs> that, that, that just, that just like, got my interest in when Michael was saying... <laughs> That they got like, what do you have coming up? So anyway, you'll tell, you'll say that at some point, right? Yeah, lots of like uh, mukbang videos on the Patreon. Lots yeah. of like uh, anime reviews, gooey, gooey duck farming. Yeah, okay. Duck it's gonna racing. be like, kind of like yeah. an OnlyFans thing. Yeah, kind of OnlyCans okay. is what we call it. OnlyCans. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, it's our only. Cans. Only three dollars is what That's it really should be called. Yeah, really. <laughs> so, yeah. If you get Damn, to see three dollars a month for that, That's all this funny. action, three bucks. Um, yeah. yeah, no. Uh, it's good to have you guys on, though, uh, because there's been new developments in Butchertown Brewing as of, what, three weeks ago? Time flies. It's indeed, yeah. Three, four? Yeah. Something like that. Yeah. Right around the holidays. We thought the holidays would be a great time to open a <laughs> No, actually. Was it? That was when it was ready. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that was when the city of Louisville said we could open up. So Yeah. So tell us a little bit about moving from Melwood Art Center to Melwood Art Center. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Crazy. It's, it's not like as uh, easy different. as it sounds. That's for sure. <laughs> yeah, it's 
Uh, well, I mean, the 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 big thing is the tap room is like three or four times the size. So that's the, and I think I, I know you guys have been to the tap room. I don't think John's been there yet, but the, I think I got way too much space for the bartenders. Did you see, <laughs> have you seen like, it's like half the front area is the bartenders and they're just kind of back there like relaxing. And I'm like, wait a minute, this it's, is too much. This, this job too much. is too easy for you. You got time to lean. You got time to clean. Yeah. That's the David Satterley motto. But, <laughs> but the yeah. but the the old the old like finding Butchertown like Mueller yeah. even made a reel about it. Like, right, did. that was very something, helpful. Yeah, it's something I should have done a long time ago. But because you because know. you had to go into the art complex, uh, turn right, open a yeah. door, go up some stairs, look left, look right, make sure there was no oncoming traffic. Right. Then proceed forward, see if yeah. the door was open. If you're Wait there three from, times, yeah. do a yeah. one eighty, like, knock yeah. on the door, Touch your, say the word uh, nose to your elbow yeah. and then you're yeah. at Butchertown Brewing oh, yeah but it was worth all that trouble to get there though, 100% right yeah it was I mean you know, there's actually some mixed feelings about this some people like the speakeasy vibe yeah absolutely yeah. you know and then it's really a little disappointing but they're like but this tap room's great you know so it's I don't I don't think there's too many hard feelings about that I just remember there was like a weird little bar in Asheville it was called like the basement bar or something and like you had to like walk between these buildings and you like oh. go down a fire escape well the monks cool. uh What's that place? The Monk, uh, Thirsty Monk uh -huh. is downstairs yeah, yep. for sure. But exactly. I mean, it's, yeah, it's kind of like that. But I didn't know about the alley. That's some, a different yeah, place. Yeah, I can't remember I the name of the bar. It, it was like yeah. one of the, it was, I mean, it's probably 10 years ago, but like, I don't, I don't know if they're still there or not. Well, but it's it was like Sergio's too. Sergio's like, yeah, there's you no wouldn't sign. know it's there if you didn't. I mean, the walls, there. <laughs> the windows are boarded. <laughs> yeah. So, like, yeah, I mean, if you came from out of town, you're like, where the fuck is this place? It's like signs that are like, <laughs> solicitors will be shot or something. It's <laughs> and, like, then you, and then yeah, you make shirts. Like, yeah. The blue light in the, in the back. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, it's very secure now. I think that's kind of the thesis of craft beers that I want things that other people can't have. So yeah, uh, yeah, that works. So all that being yeah. said, I do think Carol's new location is going to be Man, great for like it's foot traffic. Been great. Yeah, it's, yeah. I mean, so it is a weird time to do something like that because you're going into January and all that. But I mean, I guess it's it is the best time to do it, right? Like, yeah. Uh, I mean, because now we can do live music, we can do karaoke, which I expect all of you to come in. Oh heck yeah, do, yeah. Um, big so, you know, just I can do abo. Well, bingo, yeah. bingo, pull tabs. I do know. a brandy by Looking Glass and the yeah. sailors say That's brandy. Right. You're, a fine, You're a fine girl. You can Creed. You know Creed. With you do Creed. He, he knew Creed right away. <laughs> uh, Kentucky Commons uh, karaoke hour. Yeah, yes, absolutely. Ah, I like it. Okay. It's got some potential. We're here. Um, but I've been excited for you to be on for a little while and Erica because I like her more than you. Uh, but I've known you. I'm glad I excite you, David. That's right. Uh, Should about, we talk about this later? It, we can talk about it now. Let's I mean, talk no about it for everybody. Let's 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 air it out. Uh, let's air it out. Let's air it out. I guess we met about eight years ago now. Is that why you're drinking the, the eight years? Wow. Oh, yeah. No way. Yeah. You weren't even old enough to drink back I was. Then. I was. I'm actually, <laughs> I'm actually 29. So. Oh, okay. Oh, okay. So Time just flies. squeaking by. Um, Which, was this, why did you break out the apple brandy? Because is it, was that like oh. one of the first beers we drank together? What, was or this not the first beer we drank together? Yeah. I think you might be right. Because I have a memory like an elephant or a large male average size orangutan, uh -huh, as uh -huh, you uh -huh. uh, precluded to which earlier. Is, which is what? How many pounds? 191. That's right. On average. Yeah. On average. Yeah. And so for the average. listeners, this beer is the Prairie Artisan Ale Apple Barrel Brandy Noir Imperial Stout aged in apple brandy barrels. And you said this is a 2015. 15. Wow. Yeah. This yeah. is the, um, let's, can we not talk about brandy? 
<laughs> sore, sore spots. Say the say brandy. Too, still too soon. Still too soon. <laughs> uh, but yeah, this is one of the first beers that uh, we ever kind of shared mm. together. Um, back in 2015, Louisville was a completely different landscape in the world of beer. Oh gosh, uh, we've talked about it on several podcasts, um, but uh, really, I mean, in 2015, did you have ideas about opening a brewery? 2015? Yeah. 16 even? I think that's the year I mean, we opened. Well, I mean, that was the year that you guys opened? I think so. Okay. That would have been eight years ago, you said? Mm-hmm. Yeah. We're, I think this will be having our eighth year in this summer. So, yeah, I'm pretty sure we opened in 2015, if that wow. math works out right. I should know these things, but. That's yeah. awesome. Um, What did you ask? <laughs> so, clearly. Oh, yeah, no, I was, <laughs> right, right. No, dude, I've been, I was, I was homebrewing. I want to say what my age is, but uh, I'm old. That's what my age is. But I was <laughs> home bringing my 20s, you know, um, making uh, tr- quads, tr- Belgian quads and shit. Um, but, so I don't know if I always had it in my head. But, you know, I saw I saw these other people. And I was like, fuck, if Spencer Guy can do it. <laughs> he wasn't eight years ago. He wasn't. He was yeah, probably like. He was, no, he was homebrewing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We, yeah, homebrewing. we, we homebrewed yeah. some yeah. stuff together yeah. and all that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. Yeah. That's crazy to think about, like, how much has happened in, like, at that time. God, it just seems like, yeah. yeah. Well, it, I mean, this beer at its prime was a, a top tier. Absolutely. This was this was really kicking everybody's yeah. lick on yeah. uh, what they wanted. Uh, early barrel finishes were mostly bourbon. This one kind of broke mm-hmm. the mark into brandy, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, provided a new profile for people to try. Now there's uh, brandy and cognac and vanilla and all kinds of barrels that come out of everything. So yeah, um, sure. this this one's always kind of been a little special, but uh, I'd I, say it's holding up. It's a yeah, little, it, it actually it's is. It's slightly sure. oxidized, but yeah. not no, much. For sure. yeah. I mean, it's eight years old. Eight years. Right. And how hard yeah. was it to get eight years ago? In, incredible. Yeah. I think that was yeah. kind of the 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 bonding moment, if right. you will, yeah. because yeah, yeah. he's that like here. One of one of them. Did you guys kill somebody <laughs> for this beer? Is that what I'm getting? <laughs> he's like, here, here's this beer that I spent twenty dollars on. And I'm like 22 years old. And I'm like, why would any beer cost twenty dollars? <laughs> like oh, and then gosh, flash yeah. forward. Uh, well, and it, you know, I was talking to somebody about this the other day. It's like it's complete just in after just through the pandemic it's changed i mean just with the distribution and everything because uh, i guess breweries had to kind of adjust and start sending shit out everywhere right and then that's not gonna go back like that's not gonna change right i mean you know that's why it's like uh all the secondary prices have gone down you know uh moeller caught a pretty good take about that recently do you remember about um, sort of how the the national market changed when more local places showed up? Yeah. No, I have no idea John what you're talking about. Do you dream about molars like takes on the streets or distribution system? Listen, I, I have a lot of dreams. <laughs> they involve the about people. About molar. I I, uh. I I mean I don't I don't disagree. I'm just trying to think of that specific conversation or specific points that I made. The, the context was around basically in 2015. This was a sort of great holy grail beer uh, that you would try and seek out and et cetera, because there were no local options that were fulfilling that kind of niche. And eventually, as time progressed, more local options filled and you saw more di- more wider distribution of other right. things. Yeah. So now you see bottles like um 
I mean, this is no discredit, but like bottles of like Abraxas just like sitting on a shelf when otherwise it would have been something that people were literally but, like driving past the delivery truck to see where they stop. Okay, okay yeah, but right. uh, there there's an ebb and flow to that entire model. And that that also comes with the recent changes in the last few years of just getting beer from anywhere shipped directly to your door. True. Right. Also, uh, yeah. I don't have to go to a specialty bottle shop anymore to wait in line or pick anything special or hope they get hope I get there on the same day that the distributor delivery guy gets there. I can yeah. just get it delivered. And that, you know, there's some culture that um, goes away with that because I'm no longer you know, seeing the same guys at all the different bottle yeah. shops Standing and like splitting line, bottles. Doing, doing line We're not shares. doing bottle yeah. shares. It makes shares. me sad. It, yeah. And instead, I, I, I'm just like collecting all these bottles that go on a shelf in a basement because that's what UPS gave me. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I mean, you can get Cantillon, you know, uh, Dre Fontaine. I mean, you can get uh, um, Anchorage Brewing. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. I don't know if they're still doing it, but they were like, Shipping through Tavor or some shit, you yeah. know, it's like, I mean, we had serious? some nerd friends that went to Alaska, so that's, oh, yeah, yeah, there you yeah. go. Yeah. <laughs> if you got nerd friends, you go to Alaska <laughs> and like, what's your sound? We should bring back the line shares. We're, we're going to, we're going to, we're totally, that 2023 yeah. is going to be the year. Now, now that we're the tap room is in a great location to have the shares courtyard. and courtyard. Yeah. Yep. We're going to do like X's, even though we don't really have to now, but you know, tables out there, we're just we're gonna bring it back. Yeah. It's going to happen. I'm I'm excited for this. Do you want really? to talk? Yeah, well, yeah. I Maybe mean, you should just like serve Miller Highlight, <laughs> and then like just everybody can drink their beers in line. That'd just be kind of like funny. No, uh, to, to Michael's point though, you get you collect these beers, and you're like, oh, this is special, and then you're like, when should I open this? And you're like, eh, never, never, like, yeah. <laughs> never is the beer answer. Beer hoarding so. at that point. Yeah, which I always chastised like people older than me for doing, and now I'm like, uh, the old guy <laughs> shaking his fist. So I take your point though, because I remember like how much of the culture was like getting stuff with your friends or trading or like, you know, seeking out special things and like whatever. You made a lot of friendships that way. And oh, now yeah. you yeah. just get it on the internet, which is like the story of modernity in a way. It's just like, you know, Some, yeah. somebody, somebody have to be friends with people that you actually have like enjoy, but you know, like yeah. have, have some other <laughs> stuff in common with, you know, you have to have, like have a podcast. That is friends. ridiculous. <laughs> <laughs> somebody today even asked me when ethereal's Baba Yaga day was. And I was like, I, I don't know. And they're like, but yeah. I've always seen you there every year. And I'm like, I, I have no idea. Like I will maybe go when it happens. So like, but I always see you in line and we always see you. I mean, wasn't that just like a month ago? Yeah. Isn't it around mm -hmm. Thanksgiving? They do something? a black Friday and then they also do their anniversary, okay. which is late January. As I so there's two Baba Yaga oh. releases. Yeah. Just like there's two snake cake releases. Mm -hmm. um, there are two snake cake releases. Didn't know that. Yeah. I didn't know that either. Yeah. <laughs> uh, um, travel the, travel the so state. So it sounds like we need to be there so early, right? Yeah. To get all those. Yeah. I'm going to ask you. How many? Where? When the releases are? Yeah. So you know. I mean, it's Saturday. When's When's the next uh, Butcher Town release? Hold on. Um, it came out today. That's right. Today. Did, did Oh, you, I did. Yeah. Did you bring some? <laughs> I did. Okay. I did. Cool. Can we have it? Yeah. It's, or is that like got to stay in the fridge? No. Well, it's it got to stay in the fridge in until it's three minutes. <laughs> okay. Good. We're getting early access, guys. It's got to. It's got to stay in the fridge until you drink it. All right. Uh. So this is our uh first. I, I tried a Pilsner. Man, you gotta when you open a new brewery, you gotta do equipment. You gotta dial shit in, right? I did a pilsner; it was not dialed in. I really didn't. I kind of just dumped it. But um, uh, this uh, I'm very happy with this guy. Uh, this is or girl, I should say. I was about to say, <laughs> yeah. Um, Did you just misgender is, your beer. <laughs> I, hey, she's it's always twenty twenty three. 
So this is a, I've got the description here is a smooth, crispy lager enjoyed year round. Uh, the name of the Italian lager is Gianna, uh, who is the daughter of a very good friend of mine just born this year in 2022. Um, and actually he sent me a picture. They were at the, we released this tonight at the tap room with some cans and he sent me a picture of her little hand pointing at the menu with, <laughs> that's awesome. <laughs> that's great. Um, but yeah, so, uh, this is our first, we did seven barrels of this. So we have a three barrel system, but you know, we can do high gravity and then, uh, make seven barrels of stuff magically through magic. Um, so we did that with this one and super happy. Do we talk about like the green bill or the hops? Why don't we just open it first? Yeah, open the damn thing. thing. <laughs> shut, your, shut your mouth and open it. <laughs> this one does not have a pubic hair on it that I can tell. So. Not yet. Not, not yet. yet. Not yet. I love Italian Pilsners. Um, yeah, I, I love that trend yeah. that's been coming back around. 100%. Yeah, uh, Peroni is just like has my heart. Peroni, yeah, that's a great beer. Um, Italian disco, Monic. Italian disco. And then uh, Meatball. Meatball. Does here in town. Yeah. Yes, yes, yes. Meatball. Oh, God. So Did good. So, yeah, we're just, uh, okay. Okay. we're just going right along to... with the, uh, with the trend. Yeah, you're welcome. Yeah. Oh, dude, that's got some apple brandy. In it. it might be an apple brandy. <laughs> Italian pills. I mean, Italian lager. Well, it smells great. Nice little light hoppy, light kind of grainy. Oh, I get one too. Aroma. I haven't had very much of this. Nice. It's like every day. Good head retention, mm. good lacing in the glass. It smells just fresh. I mean, I guess that's what you get when you taste a beer three minutes before it's actually released. That's right. <laughs> yeah. Yep. Yeah, super light and malty. A little bit of kind of like lemony notes coming off of the brighter hops in there in there. Yep. Uh, I get a little bit of that kind of Germany grain husky kind of thing going on, which I really like. Uh, it's fantastic, man. Absolutely. Thanks, great. man. Cheers. Appreciate it. Yeah, um, I drink this any time of the year. Yeah. <laughs> hey, thanks for playing along. Uh, so yeah, tell us a little bit about how you came up with the recipe and put it all together. Uh, yeah. So, um, I stole the recipe just like everybody else does. Yeah. Um, I, I looked for, I did a little research cause I knew I wanted to go kind of the Peroni route. And by the way, I want to do a sing one, that Indian beer. You know, S I N G H. Oh, yeah. so good. Dry, super dry, and just refreshing. So yeah. that's my next kind of lager project, I think. Big, big but, on international lagers. Yeah. You know, exotic up in here. You know what yeah. I mean? They had profile um, <laughs> depth. This was, um, so yeah, I wanted to go, I wanted to shoot for Peroni, right? I wanted to go because I love a Peroni. And so I just started researching like Peroni clones. They don't have their recipe out there, but, you know, it's a mass produced beer, but. Some of those mass-produced beers are like – I mean, I'm a Coors Banquet guy. I just can't get enough of it. So, um, yeah, so uh, that's – I kind of started with there. I tweaked the uh, – I think the, one of the, the 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 recipe that I really like – I mean, these are – a lot of these are like some homebrew recipes too. And there's like, you know, 25 hops and a different kind. And it's like, no, I'm not going to do that. Yeah, yeah. Um, so I just did saws like I did. I think I did like three different additions during the boil. I didn't do any dry hopping. And I mean, it's a super, it's super low IBV. I think it's like 23 or something, 24. And I don't know. I love it. Yeah, man. Yeah. I think it really came out nice. It's that, super, super crushable. Yep. Yeah, that's, <clears throat> that's pretty good for no dry hop. 
you can never go wrong with saws. It's yeah, really good. it's yeah, especially in those like European style lagers. It's freaking fantastic. Although I will say, when I do Italian pilsner, I've been using a little bit of that, uh, a little bit of the Hallertau Blanc for like a yes. finishing hop. Yeah, like a that most that's like a wine, isn't it? Give yeah. it like a little bit of a white like wine Sauvignon flavor. Blanc is yeah, I think right. Where they came exactly. Up with the name, but it gives it just that little kind of like light. Yeah, I don't know how you describe grapey, lemony, citrusy, very subtle. It's not like yeah. you know a citra or something that'll punch you right. in the face, but. Uh, I get I get a little bit of that I think just from the combo of like the malt and the the hops in there just yeah. a little bit bright on the finish so I think yeah very well done we did some sigillated and um, on the grain bill mm-hmm. I mean it's mostly pills right pills and malts um, I'm trying to think of uh, yeah that was yeah I think it was like straight pills simple. And, yeah simple beer. super simple yeah. uh, maybe. I can't remember if we did dextrin in this or not, but anyway, I don't want to give away you all You guys are secrets. not always known for simple beers, though. You guys, you guys <laughs> no. have a lot of extreme. We can talk about that oh, a little oh, bit no, if you no, want. No, 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 <laughs> So what's, what's the craziest beer you guys think you've cranked out at this point? Oh, it's got to be the eggnog sour. Yeah. I mean, yeah. give me a fucking break. I was going to say that break. or the, the um, new Lou. Was that the Yoo-Hoo? Oh, the, the Yoo-Hoo. Yoo-Hoo. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that was uh, that was a little bit of uh, um, that was too much. That was, you know, that was, honestly, that was, you just went too far. I, I am the grumpy old guy in the porch a lot of the time. Um, like kids these days, beer, right. you know, what, what's, give me my lager. Or you should whatever. be saying that about this one. Yes. Well, I appreciate the spirit of innovation oh, though Christ. at the end of the day, especially <laughs> the, when it's the inspiration. Like, yeah. yeah. I, <laughs> I mean, I, innovation is one thing. This was just like, no. Just well, why? Why would you do chocolate in a sour? <laughs> like, I mean, I mean, I, you can do coconuts in that. I mean, you know, that could work with some kind. Of, but like, I mean, this is cho- we put chocolate fucking ice cream in this. And yeah, I mean, it's like, no, learned from that too, no. right? A lot of things were we learned. learned and we learned a lot. And try new ingredients I mean, after that. If if we did it again, if there was some huge, you know, uh, blowback and people said. You know, the, the masses said, you have to do this again or we're going to revolt. You know, it's like I would use lactose-free vanilla ice cream and then chocolate flavoring or just coconuts or something. I wouldn't do – Hershey syrup? I would never do chocolate ice cream again. <laughs> well, my so, favorite thing about that entire thing, that, that entire theming was just the self-deprecation that you, that yes. you use yeah. in your marketing yes. for it. Yes. And we will find out who is responsible for this. <laughs> I blame the director of creative services. Yeah. That yes. was not me. I That's, try to put a stop she's to the it. fall girl. Listen. I just feel no, bad no, for whoever's cleaning up your uh, floor drains when that troop comes out. Oh, God. <laughs> it's a bit of a sight. Bad, bad. So yeah, that was, yeah, I, I mean, that was, uh, that was the worst. That was probably the, <laughs> Well, I the eggnog was, was the, the craziest sounding, but it's been one of the biggest hits. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like yeah. people have been asking for yeah. it. Like Frankfurt Avenue Liquors in June yeah. asks me about the fucking eggnog. Well, yeah, uh, I mean, like, are you going to do that again Williams this year? Williams does that like uh, yeah. eggnog. I mean, oh, wine, God. there should be oh, a beer version. Of I mean, that. bourbon oh, yeah. eggnog yeah. has been a staple of my family's uh, Christmas tradition for, sure. for years. So, so, so I mean, delicious. I, I mean, it's, that's what like good eggnog is. Yeah. I, mean, yeah, with, with, I mean, there's uh, like the old brown recipe as mm-hmm. well, other stuff, but like this is an eggnog sour. So we're making new traditions here. It's in, a little in different. Yeah, right. it's a little different. Um, I mean, it's, it's creamy, it's like it's like eggnog up front, but then it has this really weird sourness at the end that kind of makes you want to go like this and like, I need to try that again. And it makes you keep going back to it because of the sour. You want the creamy again, and it just go, takes you on the little ride. Well, well, speaking of sour, this is something that I don't really see people do often, and I do ad- admire the the innovation behind it. But tell me a bit, little bit about Sour Bar Sundays. 
Mm. Oh yeah, yeah. You're a been a big proponent of that. Um, so yeah, we do. Uh, my understanding this is a this is a thing in Germany uh, where they take a Berliner base. And then they'll add, uh, and actually, Maya Wide did this a few years back. I don't know the way that was like that was one of my favorite things they original did. Original kettle sour, the Quiet Science. Yes, uh, originally had no additional fruit in it. It was right. um, dosed like, to pour. Yeah, and they were yeah. like, "Would you like some raspberry or something?" I was like, "Yes, I would," and it was wonderful, you know. And uh, so I try started uh, doing that, and we had so we created a uh, a sun, you know, a sour bar Sunday thing where we have a bunch of additives you can throw into our base. I'm pretty happy with our base. It stands alone, but it's, you know, pretty sour. So you can add blueberry and lemonade or cherry and limeade or mango and coconut or lactose-free vanilla and guava, whatever. Yeah, that's awesome. It's fun. It's fun. You know, just something a little different. Um, it gets people interested. Yeah, I mean – it's um, it was something I just wanted to throw out there and try, you know, because I knew we were doing all these sours with the flavors that we wanted, but like let's I, we've actually had some things come out of that. They were like, okay, we're going to do a guava colada, that came out of that. You know, that was one of the things that came out of that. So, and actually, uh, Frankfurt Avenue Liquors is having a, um, a tiki night uh, on uh, January twenty seventh or something. Yeah. Jan January 27th. And so we're going to, they asked us to do a keg of the guava coladas. That's, it's like one of the owner's uh, wife's favorite beer that we make. They come there all the time. So yeah. So we're going to do a keg of that for, for their event. But anyway. It's been nice. Like when we go out and we do um, festivals and things like that, where people, you know, the sours are there and we offer a sour and they're like, Oh, I'm not a sour person. Yeah. And it's like, just, Every just take it, just take a sip. You'll like it, you yep. know, believe us. And then we've converted so many people yeah. that yeah, we're, we're bringing, they like sours. Yeah. We're bringing people in like people that are, might be craft people. Maybe they're, uh, maybe like Coors Banquet like I do, yeah. but they're, they really haven't crossed over. So we're kind of bringing them in slowly <laughs> into the, the dark side. Uh, with crazy sours and stuff. So I don't know. Well, I'm really excited about your all's move into the courtyard area. You're going to get a whole new audience down there. I think that was pretty big news. Um, I think people are pretty excited about it. Um, but there's a little bit more news going on in Louisville. So David, why don't you tell us a little bit about Trellis? So um, near and dear to my heart, Trellis, uh, also near and dear to my house, a block and a half away, <laughs> Nice. Um, is part of the structure that is the old merchant's ice tower in the world. It's been around since 1860. Um, they started developing that. I uh, bought my house five years ago and I really anticipated the day when they were just going to demolish it and I was going to watch it all come down. Um, but apparently the bones are great. Uh, so it's on Logan Street, right? On Logan, yeah. Mm -hmm. So Trellis has uh, been in planning for a little while. We had Kyle and Ryan on the podcast and they gave a little bit of sneak peek. But as of the last week, they have announced that they're, you know, uh, ready to run, essentially fully funded. Um, and that, that project is well, well planned and about to be underway, I guess, within the next week or so. So that's exciting. That's great. Congratulations to them. Yeah. yeah that's big. exciting. It's, uh, can't wait to do a collab, Kyle. Story. They can find <laughs> that on August. It was uh, August 16th, 2022. They were, they were on the pod. Yep. Cool. So oh, cool. in um, f what, four, four months or so, uh, they've, they've made a lot of progress and they're going to be coming coming in uh soon so i can't wait to see what what comes out of that and where it is i've seen some of the early renderings it looks really cool 
a lot cooler because it's closer to my house. But. Yeah. <laughs> they, they, have a, cool. they have a lot of work to do, but you know, there's some Louisville beer history to those two buildings. The Merchant Ice Tower building is where uh, fairs used to have, or rather used to store uh, commercial refrigerated ice. It was the first place in Louisville where there was commercial ice available. So hat tip to oh, fairs that for that. Wow. And then, and then okay. Schaefer Meyer Brewery is where Trellis, I believe, is going into. Yeah. Yeah, so Schaefer Meyer was the other old brewery. So there's some, you know, life going back into these old places. Yeah. That's great. Yeah, see, I can't wait to do a collab with those guys because you're going to have, like, the purist, Kyle the purist over here, and then you'll have, you know, eggnog sour guy over here. <laughs> Just the, you know, let's do it. Not I not super purist, but yeah, I think it's going to be a little crazy. Um, but the space is awesome, like, walking through it, touring it. It's going to be the vision they have is solid. Um, I mean, they want to have a cool ship. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> which is cool. I thought uh, about putting a cool ship in butcher town, but, uh, <laughs> butcher town <laughs> smells like butchered pigs. So, uh, <laughs> I mean, not. I'm going to stop to that creative idea. Right? Okay? That's not right, yeah. <laughs> and we're still waiting on one more tap room to open. It's kind of been up in the air for a little while, but, uh, pivot, announced a little while ago and we're anxiously awaiting so we added them to the Louisville ill trail passport this week so they have to open soon <laughs> yeah they're official so not printed yet they'll be in the next edition coming out but they will be in the next edition yeah pivot out of lexington kentucky uh known for being a you know a lot of ciders but they've also been brewing a little bit more recently too uh, as we've talked about before so hopefully uh, pretty soon we'll see them open there on Bardstown Road, which is becoming a really nice little spot for brewery tap rooms. I mean, you got uh, you, you've got the the Great Flood spot, which has been there for a while. Ten twenty has their Douglas Loop location, then Pivot. Then you go a little bit further down. You got the ATG um, uh, public, public house. house. Yep. Uh, so you got a nice little corridor there, building back up, which was at one point like a really attractive part of the Highlands, kind of seeing a resurgence again. Yeah. I spent most of seventh grade walking up Barstown Road. So. I was gonna say I spent. Uh, we would, we would always go to that Heine Brothers on Douglas Loop. Like yeah, that was our spot when we were like in high school or whatever. So yeah. it'll be nice to be able to hang out on that same little like outdoor right. point little triangle thing. Beer. Yeah, yeah, or whatever. And then uh, last bit of Louisville news: um, Gravely has their food truck that's owned and operated by Gravely. And it's it's been there for their entirety of their existence. Um, but recently announced Mine Cafe has yeah. exited that food truck. Right. Mm-hmm. So we're anxiously awaiting, figuring out who's coming in there. I think that'll be announced um, hopefully by the end of the month. I just hope whoever it is, keep keep some guacamole around because that was clutch. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I just, I just I just hope it stays good, you know? Yeah. yeah. Just stay <laughs> good. good. Yeah. yeah. If not good, better. But yeah. Mine Cafe was great. It was always good to have a nice little restaurant concept on top of Gravely. So on the patio has some salbutes. You got no more time left to try that. But if you missed it, you missed it. And if you know, you know. If you know, you know. Uh, we we do have a surprise guest coming in tonight. Uh, and uh, it's a, for a little segment that we like to call... Um, and by I say we like to call, meaning like we're literally just probably just can do this this one time. Uh, <laughs> Wait, hey. hold. On. Can I can I ask a question, John? Was that you making a dial a yeah, dial up yeah, was, like a dial up connection? I didn't sound. Say I think that was him. That was me. It's gonna be a special guest. Yeah, I was like, it was like <laughs> 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 oof. 
<laughs> fingers on that <laughs> chalkboard. Uh, little segment that we like to call AI versus AC. Oh, Jesus. Oh, Here we go. This should be interesting. Let bring it. Uh, David, let's queue up the guest tonight uh, coming in from the internet. You want to uh, introduce the segment or you just want to go cold? You just did. Okay. <laughs> I just needed to know. Ladies and gentlemen, Mr. Chat GPT. <laughs> Thank you, AC. Um, as a fellow tech veteran in the industry, oh, God. <laughs> uh, we're going to uh, push the edges of the brewing industry and beer industry Sweet. and ask uh, what is most prominently known as the world's greatest AI um, a little question or two about brewing. So love it. I'm just gonna ask uh, our guest to introduce ourselves real quick. Ich kann Informationen über den Brauprozess. Oh no, chat, chat. <laughs> German. <laughs> chat, chat, okay, in in English, please. Thank you. I can provide information about the brewing process, ingredients, different styles oh, of beer, test. and help troubleshoot issues related to brewing beer. I will do my best to assist you. Thank you, ChatGPT. You're always so much help. Can we do that in French? En français? I don't know. I don't know. I need Italian to, to go with the beer. Oh, yeah. Italian. Yeah. It's not time. Bellissimo. <laughs> Forget about it. No, I don't. That's <laughs> yeah, not. No. No. We do have, we do have just, just three simple questions. Okay. So we're going to ask you, AC, right. and then we're going to ask AI. All right. I love it. Question I'm, I'm going to try to answer. I'm going to try to predict how chat GPT would be, <laughs> would answer this, would answer. So I'm going to. Perfect. Yeah. So question number one, I found that my yeast has stalled during fermentation. Can you help me get it started? All right. So am I supposed to answer now? And then we. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Uh, okay. So you had a stalled fermentation. Uh, so you can, um, you can roust it. Uh, how far along are you? Are you close to gravity? See, this is terminal gravity. You never really do. Exactly. Like, this you're, is my you're job. Already this is back and forth. Job. You're already providing value. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'm glad to provide value to the podcast. <laughs> uh, yeah, I mean that would be my qu my first question is like Let's how say, close are you to terminal gravity? Because like, you know, 14 days or so. Oh well, you're almost done. Then I mean, depending on if it's a. Are you though? If it's a. If it's a logger, I guess you might have a little bit more to go. But if you told me what your what your pitch gravity was and what your gravity is right now, and then what your terminal gravity is, which are all things that you should know, then or be able to find out, then I could give you good advice on that. So if Chat GPT tries to fucking tell you <laughs> something other than that, they're wrong. Um, uh, I mean, there's a bunch of different ways you can do it, but you know, if you're early on in the fermentation, it's just not doing anything that you roust it. Right. I mean, is this a homebrew podcast or a brew podcast? I've um, got hot takes, but I do want to hear what chat GTP says. <laughs> that's what yeah, yeah, that's right. Oh, what happened to it? Oh, we, we're, uh, that's now chat. Oh, I got you. Oh, I got you. I got this you. This is good though. This is good. All yeah. Right. So that, I mean, yeah, you can roust it. You can raise the temperature. I mean, John knows all these things, right? Uh, but, um, uh, yeah, I'd be interested to see what chat fucking GP says. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm going to ask chat GPT the same question. I found that my yeast is stalled during fermentation. Can you help me get it started? And this is going to be their answer. One way to try to get the yeast started again is to aerate the wort. The liquid that you said that. Terrible idea to aerate your wort close to well, the end of fermentation, though. Do not do that. 
This can be done by splashing the wart or by using an aeration stone connected to an air pump. Also, check the temperature that you are fermenting your beer. Yeast have a range in which they ferment efficiently. It is important to keep your fermentation temperature in this range. The other benefit Another is I don't talk like that. that you are adding the appropriate <laughs> amount of yeast nutrient. For most beer styles, Except to Erica sometimes. She likes it. <laughs> grams of yeast nutrient per liter of wort, or about one quarter teaspoon per five gallons. Also, check the sanitation of your equipment and ingredients. Yeah, but it's a little too late for that, bitch. Come into contact with the ward, from fermenter to thermometer. She's just like, suspect contamination, consider using a yeast starter culture. Also, brevity is the soul of wit. Come on, lady. Right. She knows everything. She's a know-all. You may want to take a gravity reading to confirm that fermentation has indeed stopped. Okay, so while the internet uh, actually reinforced several of your principles, you chastised it the entire time. Uh, <laughs> totally wrong advice. So, Deservedly so. If you aerate your wort, it doesn't work. It, I switched it back. If you aerate the wort at the end of fermentation when you're trying to because the fucked. question was, my yeast is stalled, Bad. right? Yeah. Yep. No, that's terrible advice. You, what you said is right. You can rouse some yeast up off the bottom very carefully, try not to mix in any more oxygen. She said to add yeast nutrient. That's also very foolish towards the end of mm. fermentation because the yeast yeah. don't need it. They're not going to reproduce anymore. A little bit of yeast energizer or some kind of like uh, complex like that. Good advice. Uh, and then, yeah, she was also just annoying. So, <laughs> so it yeah. sounds like AC1. it sounds like we can. Uh, yeah, that's one point for AC. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's a contest. <laughs> Jesus I think, Christ. <laughs> I think uh, I think we're going to have to teach chat, chat GPT a few things, but. As always, we do ask. That's the scary thing: is it is eventually we'll listen to this podcast and it'll get better. Oh, so yeah, as much as I'm hating on it, like this is a frighteningly great yeah. and incredibly awesome technology. Don't feed that into Chat GPT. Well, they they're all listening to us anyways. But oh, fair. True. Um, as always, we do ask for a show and tell. Uh, you brought us through Gianna Longer from Butchertown Brewing. That's something you love that is beer. And one thing we always ask is some you bring something that isn't beer. And uh, I have this nice bottle in front of me. Um, it's it's just so nice. Do you want to tell me what this is? Because I think I know, but I know. Yeah, it's Four hmm. Roses. Um, this is a Cox Spirit Shop. Shoppies. S-H-O-P-P-E-S. Shoppies. Whatever that is. Cox and Shoppies. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I like how you went back to pronounce Shoppies right. Yeah, but just left cock like alone. Co coxes. Well, it, coxes. it was it was Cox, wasn't it? Wasn't it Cox Smokers Co Outlet? God damn it! No, I'm Cox doing smokers. it right. Cox Cox Smokers Outlet. Smokers Outlet. Yeah. yeah. There's nothing. Essence. There's nothing on here about being a cock smoker outlet or something. <laughs> okay. That was on the other bottle. That was the bottle behind us. This is and Evergreen Liquors. But anyway, yeah. this is really good. Um, so this is a this is age nine years and ten months. It's OESQ form uh, formulation. Um, it's uh, what is that? It's, what's sixty times sixty point nine times two? Uh, one twenty one one thirty nine. Yeah, one thirty eight ish. Shut up, Chetchy. Mm, over there. There's no way. Math. It's not one thirty. It's sixty times sixty times two. Oh, is you said sixty nine. No, no, no. Sixty point nine. Oh, okay. Sorry. <laughs> Keep it clean. <laughs> one twenty one. One twenty one eight. Anyway, this yeah. is really nice. It was this was bottled in September twenty twenty, but yes, this is very good. Right. See, it's a single barrel pick. 
Oh, fantastic. And barrel strength. Yeah, pretty much all, that's all I get is the the barrel picks. So we're going to take a little scotia really this. And then we're going to. John, gonna, you should try that. Yeah. It's really mm -hmm. good. Then we're going to talk to a little more to chat just, GPT. Just John, not me. You can have some too. You're optional. I mean, apparently here, you said you were going to talk that much. I said, I said I wasn't. I, I know, but you are. You're talking a lot, which is <laughs> which is great. great. Yeah. I think it's great. <laughs> <laughs> I think it's great. So uh, this question is a little pointed. <laughs> yeah. uh -oh. I asked uh, I asked Chad GPT, um, I want to make bourbon barrel aged beer. Should I add beer to the barrel or just add oak spirals certain, soaked in bourbon and secondary? Well, if you're a home brewer, you don't have a lot of options. Uh, I mean, you can make, what is it, 10, maybe a five or 10 gallon. That's going to take you five batches for 10 gallons plus. Yeah. If you do five gallons, you're going to take you 10 plus batches. So that could take some time. Um, and then you're going to maybe take some risks there. What's a consecutive 10 brew? day i mean that's like well 48 hours of <laughs> i mean if you did it constantly i guess yeah. yeah i mean that sounds brutal um but yeah i would not uh i i, I mean it, there's really no comparison as far as i'm concerned yeah. to like putting it in an actual barrel like a charred barrel that had bourbon in it for like six seven eight ten years um Older barrels, I don't love. The good stuff's gone from those mostly. Uh, the exception, I have to say, is the – what was that, 2015, the Rare, that OG Rare? Holy shit. Oh, you're Delicious. talking about beer. Yes. Yeah. Okay. But um, the Bourbon County. Um, yeah. But, uh, yeah, I mean, I just – yeah. So, if you know, if you get a young, tight barrel – <laughs> I was waiting for it anyway. But yeah. If only Buddy was here, he would know what button it is. Um, oh, you did just turn off the channel. Anyway. God. <laughs> what are we doing? <laughs> there are some sound effects that will play. Oh, nice. Rim shot. Okay. Rim shot. Oh, you can edit those in later, though, right? Yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. That's what we'll do here. Yeah, you must. <laughs> Anyway, so yeah, a young, uh, <laughs> nice, a nice, freshly dumped, freshly dumped, um, ten, eight, six, eight, seven, ten it's fine. years it's fine. It's fine. is it's great. Uh, and fill the damn thing up, uh, purge it first with CO2, uh, don't rinse it out, et cetera, et cetera. So is it, am I still competing with chat GPT oh, yeah, something yeah, like yeah. that? We're going to, okay. we're going to ask because when we hosted the barrel panel back in October, there was uh, a dissenting opinion of Jerry Nagy of, uh, against the grain. So we had uh, a couple of distillery partners, reps. We had a Cooper or a, sorry, a barrel broker partner, and then a few brewers come in. And, uh, I think the standout from that, that conversation was mainly, uh, for me, at least, Jerry explaining that he believed oak spirals were the way to go. So there, there's been debate. We've talked with a couple of different people on the podcast. If you want to go back through um, some of our partners that do large barrel uh, programs and maybe listen to their opinion of that, too. But let's see what the Internet What was the argument say. for doing, just out of curiosity, what's the argument for doing spirals versus, I mean, you get control, I guess. I think it's control, it spot, convenience, uh, speed, for sure. yeah. and scale. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Chat GPT. 
What's the difference here between oak spirals and a barrel? Both adding beer to a barrel or adding oak spirals soaked in bourbon to secondary can work for making a bourbon barrel aged beer, but they will have different flavor profile outcomes. When you add the beer to a barrel, the beer will have complex vanilla, caramel, and toasted oak flavors and also pick up some residual bourbon flavor, but the process is slower. While adding oak spirals soaked in bourbon to the beer in secondary fermentation, you will get vanilla and caramel notes from the oak, but not as much toasted oak and residual bourbon flavor. But process is quicker. Both methods will give unique taste profiles, and it's possible to blend both methods to achieve desired flavor profile. And also, keep in mind that using oak and bourbon should be done with care, as too much can overpower the beer. Interesting. I don't think that's a bad answer. That's, that's, that's bad a answer, pretty though. fucking good answer. I've never heard of blending back an oak spiral versus barrel beer. Blending back, what do you mean? So they they propose that you could use both methods yeah. simultaneously. I, but, I don't know if, if you're going to do barrel. Doesn't. Why would you bother with? Uh, I mean, oaks. I don't know. I mean, I guess to, I, I, the biggest argument it looks like it's faster, right? I mean, you can sure. get what you've done faster, but you're missing the bourbon and you're missing some of that toasted, which is what I love in a bourbon barrel aged mm -hmm. beer. You know, I don't know. I mean, I'm not no judgment, but I feel know. like Chet was pretty on the money there. Yeah, like that's that's a pretty decent answer, and. uh but yeah, I guess, you know, ultimately it comes down to what do you want? Yeah, like right. people ask questions all the time, like, well, what should I do? Like, well, what hops should I use in my IP? It's like, well, what do you want? Yeah. Like, what do you want the final product to be? So that's what it's, that's the thing that the, that's going to be the uncanny valley of AI is like, how do you, yeah. uh, there's no, there's no there there. Like the proof of the pudding is always in the eating. How do you, how does an AI define what good is? Even yeah. people on Untapped can't agree, and so does right. it just go with the average Untapped opinion? Does it go with what's on Wikipedia? Like, right? Well, I'm going to give the point to AI. No, <laughs> oh, I didn't wow. see Andy. Oh. So now we are one to one ACAI. Wow. So what? Here's the interesting thing, though. Like, what if, like, is is does it does is Chat GPT and and Open AI shit like that? Is it smart enough to know? what you're talking about and to not opine on certain things. In other words, it comes to flavors or, you know, I mean, maybe it's going to be really discreet or really um, maybe even vague about some of their answers because they're like, well, that's maybe. a human thing. We really can't, you see what I'm saying? Maybe it's smart enough to recognize that. Well, chat GPT is a model that's being constantly refined. In fact, when you give it answers, you can ask it to refine. You can ask it to go into yeah. deeper detail. You can ask it to summarize. I've not yet asked it to try a Butchertown beer, but the minute that that becomes available, I will. But will it just synthesize the top five untapped reviews and spit you out some version of that? Nothing wrong with that. Yeah, I will move on to our yeah. third question, though. All right. Since it's one to one, this is really the tiebreaker. Okay. However, can you predict the next beer trend? Trend trends for 2023. Oh, I know this Italian is, lagers. It's a big question. <laughs> cold IPAs. What's no, cold IPAs have come and gone. Uh, cold IPAs lasted a bit briefer than the um, brute IPAs. Yeah. I uh, love brute, brute IPAs. <laughs> yeah. They need to come back. That shit was great. It's just a crispy boy. Yeah. You know, um, the pastry thing is happening. What What's happening? Uh, now is um, 
a, a lot of breweries are doing kind of going gluten-free, um, gluten-free sours. Um, there's, there's some of that happening. Uh, that's actually here now though. So like heavily fruited, we know about the slushies and all that stuff, but it, that's really tough. I mean, to predict what's next. And I'd be really curious to see what chat GPT, <laughs> I would ask someone like John, it's like, what are people doing? Like, what are the homebrewers right, doing? Got, you got gluten-free. I need at least three. That's it. I just need you a spitball. Okay. I got, right. I got gluten-free. Yeah. Gluten, gluten-free can, sours. Or, okay. Yeah. Um, I think wild ales are going to come back. I That's, really do. I mean, okay. I, I hope they do. Um, I'm, we're going to go in, we're going to do some wild ales. Like I, I mean, we were, we met with, um, Kyle at, uh, Wiley Roots, uh, uh what is that? Like a year ago or something. Mm-hmm. They stopped making them. They made delicious wild ales. I mean, he pulled some back from the cellar and we drank some amazing, but anyway, so, um, uh, and then, yeah, I think I think loggers uh, are going to come back. Um, I think, I mean, loggers have always kind of been there, but I think craft loggers are going to be a thing. So those are my those are my top three. We'll so, see. Just, but real fast though, do you, so I look at these as taproom trends versus like retail grocery trends, and I think those oh. two things are a little different. I'm talking craft. We got to talk craft. Yeah, that, that's all I well, know. No, I mean, there's there's craft, but then there's taproom. So like. You can have people that have, you know, you know, like a Bell's. You, well, I guess it's Kieran, whatever. But you, you can do more stuff in the tap room. You can. I mean, we do. Like we do. That's where we do our crazy stuff. Like I would never can an eggnog sour, right? right ever. Yeah. Just dangerous. Yeah. <laughs> it, it's just really funny right now that like the, one of the top retail beers in the U.S. right now, as far as the craft category goes, in chain retail, is a um, triple IP or a. Uh, what is it? A uh, Voodoo Ranger uh, double IPA and like yeah. a 19.2 ounce can. That's the most popular yeah. sold. And so like, that's interesting. That's still, that. you, we were drinking those, you know, three yeah. years ago. Yeah, whatever. Yeah, yeah. So I, I'm just, it's just an, a footnote to say that the retail consumer is a little bit different than the taproom consumer and that there's yeah. probably a little bit of lag time on that. Yeah. But I am excited for what you just said too, because I think all those things would be great. But don't the trains have to start in the tap room? Like it's not going to go to market. I unless... think I think you send yeah, people. You test it. That's a testing ground. You yeah. send people to Butchertown sure. Brewing that don't like sours, have them try sours, right. and then them have them go to Kroger and say, "Oh, this beer says sour," and then you pick it up. And... I'll give one more and trend very that disappointed. I've seen here recently. <laughs> for the last, I, I want to. I would do it after chat because it is AI versus AC, but. This week, in this past two weeks, I've seen more people asking about like, oh, I just saw like a, was reading up on just like an English bitter or like an English mild, mm-hmm. uh, like a Belgian wit, like so much no. of the kind of like non-pilsnery classics yeah. uh, seem to be mm-hmm. more on people's radar. So I think the show Peaky Blinders has made a lot of, oh, shout oh out, oh, has yeah. made a lot of people want some no. English mild because like they drink it out of yeah. buckets and it's cool. Anyway, chat. Okay. <laughs> I will say, if anything, ChatGPT is more in touch with the current social phenomenon than John Renane. No. So, <laughs> so oh, wow. Shots fired. We're going to give this uh, a go. Uh, ChatGPT, can you predict the next beer trends for 2023? Some of the recent trends in the beer industry include the use of locally sourced and unique ingredients, such as fruits, spices, and wild yeast. Okay. 
the increased popularity of sour beers, yeah. Ooh, which good. are made by fermenting the beer with wild yeast or bacteria right, to create right, a right, tart right. or acidic <laughs> flavor profile. Is there a speed the use of unusual and unique barrel aging, such as bourbon, wine, or tequila barrel, to impart different flavors to the beer. The rise of non-alcoholic and low-alcohol beers. The use yeah. of cannabidiol, CBD, oh. oil in beers as an ingredient. These are some of the trends that have been growing. But as the industry is constantly evolving and innovating, I cannot predict. Uh, that's oh, enough. She needs to finish that. Wait, we need the finish. Last David just came out finish. of the Matrix. Jesus Christ. <laughs> finish it. <laughs> and that's where AI will never be as good as humans. And AI was like, I really don't fucking know. <laughs> I, I will, AC I will say though, but yeah, AC definitely won that yes. one because not only did you predict two of the three Chat GPT, you expounded <laughs> upon it. So I think, I think you're smarter, I, I think smarter than AI. AI. Oh, awesome! Thank you. Good. Okay. Cool. I was. Uh, that's a relief. Uh, you know, they, I thought chat GPT brought up some good points in that last one. Though. That was pretty good. Like, but yeah, I, yeah, I, I mean, agree. the locally sourced ingredients. Yeah, that's, that's interesting. That's a good CBD trend. I thought was yeah. interesting, you well, know, yeah. I think even think beyond that, like yeah. you know, that mushrooms are getting legalized, like putting all, put up, let's put all the drugs in beer. Like right? that's what it used to be back in yeah. the, like, or they the used essence, to use it for yeah. ritual purposes, Alicinian mysteries and stuff. Like yeah. let's let's drug this. Well, stuff it's up. interesting. We were we were we were uh, asked to do a hemp beer uh, for a for the hemp fest thing, and we we couldn't source the um, the terpenes. It's, it's yeah, it's like a hydrosol something or other. Anyway, it's really hard to get, I guess. Apparently, but anyway, um, but because uh, it's got to be water soluble. A lot of the oils are not yeah. water soluble, um, but the. Um, was I thinking about the uh, this, the non-alcoholic? Like we have one on right now. We really only have it on for dry January, and we've got a bunch of it. So that'd be great if that's a trend. <laughs> I I have some breaking news. Oh. Per a uh, email that just came in right now uh, from a human, not not a AI. Best of my knowledge. Pivot Brewing here, located in Louisville, Kentucky, uh, will open up their uh, Highlands Taproom location for a soft opening this weekend. So the podcast will be coming out a few days after this weekend, but whatever uh, for you know Friday and Saturday. And so you, Sweet. you, you should go there. I'm sure you're going to get the invite. Awesome. Absolutely. So, yeah. So Pivot's opening this weekend after we just talked about it. So hey. that is so hey. breaking. That's so heard it here third. Damn. Folks. Probably. Right, 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 right. Late breaking news. Uh, <laughs> but right now, right now it's right, breaking. Yeah, right now it is breaking. So uh, on that point, cool. uh, we do want to thank you both for coming on, spending some time Thanks with us this evening. Thank you. A lot this of fun. is really nice. Uh, before Appreciate we wrap up completely, is there anything that you all want to, you know, share? Anything upcoming that's you're really excited about? Yeah, um, we got a lot of you know festival seasons coming up. What do you? You, uh, uh, you got the new um, membership program that's that's yep. starting. Yeah, we know. just started our new membership for 2023. Mm -hmm. uh, but uh, yeah, we're gonna Lots have some, barrel aged beers coming up. Yeah, it's all barrel aged beers. Uh, it's gonna be some crazy stuff coming up. We did a Horace collab. I'm hoping that that's gonna be ready for this membership. Uh, that is, uh, we put that, uh, it was his, we worked together on a, on a, a base beer and we, a base stout and we put it in a Woodford vanilla barrel. Like they apparently they made vanilla bourbon 
and took the bourbon out and gave us sold us the barrel. So uh, it's drinking really super nice. So that. yeah, super vanilla. Yeah. But yeah, so uh, that's coming up. Uh, lots of cool festivals coming up. I don't know. Hopefully, uh, some events now that we can. Um, now yes. that the tap room is available. It's going to be open for um, taproom rentals. So if yep. if people want to have a get together there, yep. party, for uh, sure. you know, Melwood has a lot Our of mitzvahs, um, you know, yeah. for, for those 21 and older. Yeah, they've got a lot of events. So, you know, be great for groomsmen to hang out, you know, the yeah. wedding party, whatever. Yeah, there's a lot of stuff at a lot of events that happen at Melwood. So, yeah, and we've gotten a lot of walk, you know, just right. walking traffic, you know, which is. We haven't hit, didn't get before upstairs, but yeah. So lots of fun stuff coming up. We're going to have uh, music in the courtyard when the weather gets nice and, you know, consistently nice. Yeah. It's going to be cool. Or just uh, stand outside of the tap room in line, even if you don't That's have to right. be. And, uh, and drink some beer, yeah. drink some high life, you know, whatever. Yeah. Share some. For sure. David's looking forward to that. I am. Um, I would like to plug the menu, um, an HBO exclusive movie it's great if you can make it through course four you're really in for a treat uh -oh. um, sweet but uh everyone go watch the menu let me know what you think is it fun is it dark what's on the menu i don't remember what streaming service it was on it was either amazon or netflix but there's this like show and it's terrible and no one should watch it but it's ridiculous it's called oktoberfest beer and blood <laughs> and it's a peaky blinders meets downton abbey-esque like oh, wow. German TV show that's like this violent narrative of how the guy who started Oktoberfest and like turned it into the big thing that it is now uh, was pulling no punches. So like some German production company made a, in my opinion, terrible, terrible. I tried watching it. It was like production, really bad production. Just like why? <laughs> it's just like why? But yeah. anyway, the, and the title in and of itself, Oktoberfest, beer and blood. Beer and blood. It's, it's a that's my shout out for no one to watch. Well, so. beer, but beer saved civilization. We know this, right? Beer created civilization, in my opinion. All right, there you go. many times over. Let's take yeah. it a step 100%. further. I like it. Yeah, there's there's multiple indicators throughout uh, earlier yeah. Homo sapien uh, human that yeast domesticated us. Let's so. boil some water. Hey, I'm not dead. Way to end on a high note, John. I like that. <laughs> I like that. Muller, any uh, final shout outs? Um, well, uh, I, I'm getting around to finishing up uh, Lonesome Dove, a uh, Western novel by, um, yeah. oh, at, the last name is McCur McCurdy or Mc McCurty. I don't know. Uh, it's pretty good. Uh, it came out in the 80s, wasn't it? Wasn't it, it, came, it out in the 80s, yeah, 70s, it came, 80s? It came out in 1985, okay. and there was like a 1990s miniseries with uh, okay. um, uh, Robert Lee Jones. Um, what's his name? Um, uh, uh, yeah. Um, and then Black? Yeah, Tommy Lee, Jones. Tommy Lee Jones. Yeah, Tommy Lee Jones. <laughs> yeah. Tommy Lee Jones. Yes. Tommy Lee Jones. Yes. 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 Sorry, I've had a little bit too much of uh, the Italian Pilsner and the Four, <laughs> Four Roses, I guess. Uh, yeah, the Tom yeah, Tommy Lee Jones miniseries. Uh, it's really good. It's it's a, a, one of the longer novels I've read in a while. Um, I'm trying to get back on a, on a fiction game. Um, so that's pretty fun. Yeah. I'd recommend it. We started um, – a French series is actually has won a bunch of awards. I finally got her to on it. She tried a few times, but we it's it's uh, just bear with it on the first season because it gets really good. Mm -hmm. It's called Spiral. Uh, it's fantastic. It's a French, um, French um, like a, a uh, detective crime show, show, crime yeah. show. Yeah, 
It's fantastic. So you guys watch that. I, I for one, love Sherlock Holmes, so I will probably watch that. It's too good. Good also. All right. Catch us next time on uh, the Kentucky Pop Culture Media. Thanks for having us, guys. (laughs)